Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Hey, wait, 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 wait. What did Jackie say? That guy's off the hook? Will Smith is off the hook? I don't think the jury... No, 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 no. It's not over and done with, right? I want his Oscar back. I want him banned for the next 10 years. I want him in jail. I'm, I'm, I'm basically over the story by now, right? Aren't we over the story? Except for the one little annoying part. I think I'm haunted by seeing all these idiots stand up and clap. Stand up and clap for him 10 minutes later. 10 minutes after he punched the guy, they're clapping, they're hooting, they're hollering. John Travolta hugs the guy like crazy. How well do they know each other? Were they ever in a movie together? Probably. Uh, All these guys were together at one point or another. Jim Carrey was fantastic. Jim Carrey. Why don't we see him as much anymore? That guy's great. What's he been in? Uh, The Cable Guy, which I never saw. Dumb and Dumber, which was a classic. He's a really smart guy. And uh, like a lot of smart, uh, creative types, I think he's a bit of a tortured soul. But I saw him on the Gail King show, and uh, he was speaking a lot of truth about this situation. Um, and I, I'm going to go back to that caller the other day. He said, can you, can you imagine if Tom Cruise got up from his chair, smacked Chris Rock, and then said, keep your wife's name, my wife's name, out of your effing mouth? Uh, Cruise would still be in custody. All right? It's... Um, and, yeah, I'm sorry. There's a racial component to this. You know, George W. Bush, for all of his stupidity, had one interesting line. It was uh, the bigotry. He, he complained about the bigotry of soft expectations. You know? Oh, you look a certain way. Therefore, we can only expect so much decorum from you. Oh, you look a certain way. Well, therefore, we expect you to act like a criminal. All that kind of crap. I think that's what's going on here. You look at everybody in that audience, and Jim Carrey pointed that out. It said it made him sick. It made him sick. Hey, you know what else is making me sick? Um, It's beyond the war. Look, if there's a war in Ukraine, I don't like it, but I'm not losing sleep over it. I'm just, I'm sorry, being honest, I'm not. I can't stand war. Unfortunately, war is uh, almost part of the human condition. It happens. But what actually has given me some bad dreams and has awakened me in the middle of the night. Videos of war crimes, hideous things happening over there, perpetrated by, oh yeah, both sides, Russians and Ukrainians. Now, the whole damn thing is a war crime. Now, everyone's telling me, oh, you can't, this video is anecdotal. You can't, it's anecdotal. Okay, well... Uh, tell me an anecdote. Journalism is all about telling stories, only certain stories. What am I trying to say here? Ukrainian soldiers and some citizen soldiers seem to be committing war crimes, torturing Russian soldiers. Now, I know horrendous, but that doesn't mean you shoot the guy in the leg and you watch him bleed out in front of you. And they shot about 10 guys that way and watched them bleed out. And I saw something else. I can't even describe it. I mean... 
They nailed the guy to a cross. They nailed the guy to a cross. Hey, in this age of uh, video flying all over the place, yes, you do have to be a little bit skeptical. And where is this from? Is it from, you know, two days ago in Ukraine or is it Chechnya seven years ago? A lot of this stuff blends together. Somebody showed me this video. Oh, my gosh. Can you believe what I just saw? And I said, oh, yeah, I saw that uh, in 2014, actually. Yeah, that's a bunch of uh, Syrian military um, going to town, shooting people in the head. I saw that video. I remember where I was when I saw it, 2014. Anyway, look, I want the war over. Looks like it might have been a bit of a fake out from the Russians. Yeah, it's over. No, not so much. Um, I'll talk. At least they're sitting at the table. Did you hear this? They're sitting at the same table negotiating, and no one is drinking water or eating anything because everyone's afraid of being poisoned. And that's probably a fair uh, fear. Right? Right. Hey, how many genuine transgender people are there in America? They really want more, don't they? Wow. You know, if you want to change your gender and you're 18 years old, have at it. Go for it. And that's the way it was in this country for a long time. And we actually talked about other things. I really didn't find sex change operations all that interesting. I saw a TV movie about it when I was in the fourth grade. Anybody see that movie? Remember the Brady Bunch? Mr. Brady, Mike Brady. Also known as uh, Robert Reed played the part of a man who wanted to become a woman. And by the end of the movie, um, Robert Reed was uh, Roberta Reed. Although it's interesting, I guess uh, didn't take any hormones because had the same, you know, Mr. Brady, Mike Brady voice. (laughs) He was the same guy wearing a wig. We all talked about that. We all heard about that. We heard about Renee Richards. It was a thing. Certain people did it if they wanted to, and that was that. It did not dominate society, as transgender issues are. And why is that? Why is that? Well, actually, there's a lot going on. It's complicated, but it's also simple. They're trying to take our kids, and they're trying to normalize perverse behavior. And, yes, it's perverse. Now, if you want to do perverse things and you're 18 and up, go for it. All right? I mean, really, fine. This is an anything-goes country as long as you're not breaking the law. And if you want to have your genitals removed or installed or however it works or take estrogen or take uh, testosterone, you can do all that stuff as an adult. But leave the kids out of it, please. I can't believe we got to – I'm done begging. And good for Ron DeSantis for stepping up and saying, you can't do this stuff in the classroom. And that may have been what started this whole movement, right? Transgender community, they're pretending that the don't say gay bill, as they wrongly call it, is something that it's not. It just says that parents should be involved in the health and education of their children. And that sex education should be age appropriate. Does that sound fine? It sounds totally fine. I can't believe this thing is controversial. But Disney, the Walt Disney Company, is having a personality breakdown, a nervous breakdown over the whole thing. I'm like, why is Disney involved? Okay, well, they got a big presence in Florida, right? Disney World. Who's been, right? It's great. I love that place, by the way. Haven't been in a long time. I love the artificial lake, the little motorboats and um, things you can rent. I love that place. So uh, that's great. But they're trying to screw it up. Uh, The company has now gone totally full-blown woke. Now you're going to hear from a senior 
executive with the company. Her name is um, Carrie Burke. And they're having this moment. Once again, why is why is Disney freaking out? The employees are up in arms because the CEO of the company did not come out more forcefully against the so-called don't say gay bill. Now he's against it. He said he's against it, but they didn't come out. He didn't come out early enough against it. Can you believe this? Man, I wish I was the boss. I was the CEO. I'd fire every single one of them. I really would. I'd love it. Hey, you want to talk about gender issues all day long? You can do it on your own time. You're at work. Have you ever paid somebody to do a job out of your own pocket? Everybody has it. Imagine you hired some kid to mow the lawn, and instead of the mowing the lawn, he wanted to talk about uh, gender issues instead. Fire him. Her. Whatever. All right, so we got this woman. Now, talk about a virtue signaling dingbat. I'm sorry. Can this be true about her family? Carrie Burke, she has a senior position at Disney. I think she's the creative content director or something like that. Go ahead. Go. One of our execs stood up and said, you know, we only have a handful of queer leads in our content. And I went, what? That can't be true. And I realized, oh, it actually is true. We have many, many, many LGBTQIA characters in our stories, and yet we don't have enough leads and narratives in which gay characters just get to be characters and not have to be about gay stories. And so that's been very eye-opening for me. And I, I can tell you, it's something that I feel perhaps had this moment not happened, I as a leader and me as my colleagues would not have focused on. And going forward, I, I certainly will be more so. I know that we will be, and I hope this is a moment where shoot, um, the 50% of the tears, <laughs> sorry, are coming. Um, uh, All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, do me a favor. Before she says that, it's about a two-minute-long clip. Christopher Rufo, fantastic journalist, put this out. She talks about everybody in her family who's transgender this, who's queer that, who's pansexual this, and how great that is. Okay? She's got five kids and three. I don't know what the hell they were doing there. And she is so proud that everybody is so different. My position is... That's your issue. Hey, Rich, do me a favor. Grab that. Okay, thank you. And uh, let's see. What else do we have here? She says more, right? Don't we have anything else? No? Um, uh, oh, this is – do me a favor. This is Latoya Ravenow, all right, pushing her not-so-secret <coughs> gay agenda. Cut 41. It's like I love Disney's content. I grew up watching, you know, all of the classics. They have been a huge, like, informative <laughs> part of my life. But at the same time, like, I worked at small studios most of my career, and I'd heard things like, oh, you know, they won't let you show this at a Disney show. And I'm like, okay. But then my experience was bafflingly the opposite of what I had heard. On my little pocket of Proud Family Disney TVA, the showrunners were super welcoming. Our leadership over there has been so welcoming to like my like not at all secret gay agenda. And so like, I I feel like maybe it was that way in the past, but I guess like something must have happened in the last like, like they are turning it around, they're going hard. And then all that like momentum that I felt like that sense of, I don't have to be afraid to like, Let's have these two characters kiss. Let's in the background. This like I was just wherever I could, just basically adding queerness to like. The, if you see anything queer in the show, I'm proud of them. But like I, I just was like, no one would stop me, and no one was trying to stop me. Congratulations. She's putting gay people all over the place and having them kiss. And uh, these are primarily children's movies. And you can see how turned on she is. 
how excited she is by that, that she can take her, (laughs) I guess, definitely not secret gay agenda and promote the hell out of it and sneak it into movies and all that kind of thing. Again, you know, some of these people, I'm sorry, might be better off creating content for, I don't know, Pornhub. What's another one? XNXX, uh, RedTube.com, Penthouse.com. Uh, I better stop right there. I don't want to convey too much familiarity with these sites. Uh, that's another situation. Uh, no, look, we'll talk about that some other time. There's way too much porn out there. Way too much pornography. And uh, those chickens are coming home to roost. They really are. You know, I, uh, I see that our birth rate is going down. So is our life expectancy, by the way. One of the reasons why birth rates are going down, you know what? Everyone's, forgive me, everyone's getting their needs met uh, via the computer or great TV shows. Emotionally, they're being uh, fulfilled by these TV shows. And um, uh, physically, they're getting fulfilled by the Internet. Less and less need for someone else. Isn't that kind of sad? It is, right? From an evolutionary standpoint, depression is actually a good thing. Why? Well, it makes you leave the cave, find people, and interact. All right? It, this is, there's, some, there's a real school of thought here. Depression propels people to activity, to interact. But if you can stay in your uh, apartment like a lot of people are doing now, and have a dog and have your internet and have your Netflix, uh, you got a lot of your needs met. I mean, they're not really being met, but there's a facsimile of satisfaction. And I think that's really, really corrosive. John in Rockland County, yes, sir. Hey, how you doing, Greg? Yes, I tried to call you yesterday about this thing about uh, torture. Um, I got to disagree with you. Uh, you think waterboarding is torture? I mean, do we pull fingernails out and pull teeth out and turn people upside down? I don't think I specifically mentioned uh, waterboarding, and I happen to know something about waterboarding. What I know about it is classified. Uh, I would um, I would just say that I don't necessarily consider waterboarding torture. Uh, now, what is torture? It's a subjective term. It means different things to different people. Codifying it is difficult. But... Maybe the way the Supreme Court said they would define obscenity, they know they know it when they see it. One reason why I would say waterboarding is not torture is you can't die from it. Uh, but um, all right, so you wanted to disagree with me about that. What else? Uh, what else do you want to disagree about? Yeah, so Jim Jim Carrey, he's not such a great guy, man. All he did was bash Trump the whole time he was in office. I don't care. Just another, just another leftist. Yeah, I know. But wait a second. You don't have to agree with me on every single thing. He said something that very few people in Hollywood were saying, that he was sickened, that he was nauseated when all of Hollywood got up and applauded Will Smith 10 minutes after he punched a guy and behaved horrifically. Now, am I I supposed to dismiss his opinion because, oh, a year ago, I think he said something bad about Trump? That's not the way the world works. I mean, you know, there's... You don't see value in what he said. Everybody has something to add. I think um, you take you take you take the good with the bad sometimes. I don't know. And I said he's a good actor. 
Is he? A, you think I should not cite him as anything because he's uh, that? I don't work that way, John. What can I tell you? But I appreciate the call. Is it time? Oh, it is. All right. Two minutes. This is the Greg Kelly Show. I was sickened. I was sickened by the standing. I felt like Hollywood is just spineless en masse. And uh, it just, it really felt like, oh, this is a really clear indication that uh, we're not the cool club anymore. That's Jim Carrey. And he's, uh, I think he's, he's great, man. I don't care if he didn't like Trump. It's like, I can't hold that against everybody. He's not speaking about Trump right there. But, man, he's a A-list superstar in that world, and he's calling out the hideous, hideous display of support for Will Smith right after he hit a man. Ah. What else did Jim Carrey say? He's on the Gail King Show. Uh, give me the other one. There was some question today about if anyone else had walked from the audience and done that, they would have been escorted out by security or maybe even arrested. The police asked, asked Chris if he been. wanted to file charges. They asked Chris, do you want to file charges? And Chris apparently said, no, he did not. He doesn't want the hassle. I, I'd, have, I'd have announced this morning that I was suing Will for $200 million because that video is going to be there forever. It's going to be ubiquitous. You know, that insult is going to last a very long time mm-hmm. i don't have anything against will smith he's done great mm-hmm. things but that was have not a good to- moment it cast a, a pall over everybody's shining moment yeah good for you jim carrey i have a feeling uh, gail king may or may not have wanted to hear that but uh if a white man had done it well and also the cursing the cursing was almost as offensive the hit was offensive. The cursing was offensive, and the, the, the applause were offensive. What is OJ? Why did they ask OJ Simpson? Did anybody ask OJ Simpson? No, he just put it out there, but he did. Uh, cut 24, please. I know this. After what happened to me, if I would have done that in front of a billion people watching around the world, they would have given me life without. I'm just saying, hey, take care. I'm still wondering about this. The jury is still out. You know, it's like I don't talk to enough. I talk to a lot of people, but you still can't talk to everybody. Uh, I don't know. I don't know at this point. I think that is it emerging along racial lines how people feel about this? Kind of like the O.J. Simpson verdict. Uh, When O.J. Simpson was found not guilty. Can I have that group of uh, black Americans on TV? Reacting to the O.J. Simpson not guilty verdict in 1995. Cut 23. All right. There was a lot of happiness back then, and then uh, you can switch to the white people, and they were very, they were devastated. I don't think the same thing is happening uh, like this. It's not as vivid, but I think it's there just a little bit. Look, I'm sorry. Uh, the mainstream media, they have made it so people are at each other's throats. At least they want that, at each other's throats over issues of race. You see Tiffany Haddish? Tiffany Haddish get into it with, uh, I think I played this yesterday, but I found something else that's interesting. 
Uh, first of all, here she is uh, uh, worshiping Will Smith for what Will Smith did to Chris Rock. Cut 25. It was incredible to watch Will up there, T1. How did you feel watching him give that speech? I felt very proud. I felt gratified. And I just hope that more men are like that. Care about their families. Now, it's not just about you, right? It's not just about you, sir. What about your family, the people you create, the people that help you be who you are? That's important. That's what I think America forgot about. All right. I uh, don't know what she's talking about. She thinks it's beautiful. She thinks that's about protecting families. Dynamic between Tiffany Haddish and the young reporter asking her the questions. Um, You can have a debate, but sometimes you can have a debate uh, if there is a difference in um, complexion. If there's a difference in complexion, you know it and I know it. Whatever your complexion is. Will Smith can slap somebody in the face because of his complexion. I'll be right back. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show. Who went to Disney World? You enjoyed it, right? Space Mountain, the Contemporary, the Monorail, that little bucket that went over the entire uh, park there. Uh, What else happened at Disney World? I don't remember. I remember getting violently nauseous on the teacup ride. Uh, my mom did not do so well in uh, It's a Small, Small World. To this day, that song makes her uh, queasy. But we had some great times there. Uh, we The Polynesian, that was our place to go. And I also went to Disneyland as a little kid. We did some really cool things, always going on vac- little vacations. Once just thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Two weeks, usually my dad was on active duty in the military. He had to go to Camp Pendleton or uh, Camp, uh, what the hell was it, uh, Quantico, Quantico, or Camp Lejeune, North Carolina, one of those places. And we'd go along, and it was just a great time, and we got to see these things. And uh, I love amusement parks. To this day, I really love amusement parks. Uh, what's going to happen the next time we go to an amusement park? Uh, who's running the show at Disney right now? This is, uh, what's her name? Carrie Burke. She's uh, head of content at Disney. But... Boy, oh boy, does she have one eclectic family. Now, she's saying this on a company Zoom call about the future of Disney. Are you ready for this? Go. I'm here as a mother of of two queer children, actually. Um, uh, One transgender child um, um, and one pansexual child. um, and, And also as a leader. Um, and that was the thing that really got me because I have heard so much from so many of my colleagues over the course of the last couple of weeks um, in open forums and through emails and phone conversations. And um, I feel a responsibility to speak um, not just for myself, but for them, huh? um, to all of us. We, we had a we had an open forum last. Did week she talk about her year. pansexual child yet? Um, She's got a couple of queer. Ch- what the hell is queer, by the way? Seriously, I don't mean to be disparaging or whatever. A queer used to be um, something of a slur, but it's not anymore. Uh, I guess it depends on the intent of it. What does it mean? What does queer mean? And what does pansexual mean? I know what gay means. I know what bisexual means. What does pansexual mean? I know what pan means. Pan, like all, like everywhere, like Pan Am. We fly all over the world. Pan expansive well if you're pansexual does that i oh i guess i just figured it out that means you like uh you like men you like women and you like transgender as well is that it what about furniture 
pansexual, you know? Is it is it seriously? Pansexual means more to me than just men, women, and transgender. That means I don't know what it means. Does it mean fish? Does it mean who knows? Does it go on from there? Pansexual all. Let's look it up, shall we? Pansexual. Congratulations. How about the cheap? What what how cheap is that? For that woman, that senior executive to go on her Zoom call and brag about having children who had some issues, I guess. Pansexuality is sexual, romantic, or emotional attraction towards people regardless of their sex or gender identity. Yeah, pansexual people may refer to themselves as gender blind, asserting that gender and sex are not determining factors in their romantic or sexual attraction to others. There are just so many more interesting things to talk about and focus on, all right? Why is this stuff being... Oh, by the way, they have their own flag. There's a pansexual flag. It is pink, it is yellow, it is blue. It looks like the Ukraine flag a little bit with a little dose of pink at the top. Why? What is their agenda? What's going on? Corrupting our kids? Yes, I know that's part of it. But there's something deeper. A play for control? Yeah. Why are they rewriting the rules of society all of a sudden? We are a society in decline, by the way. And there are real parallels between what's happening in America right now and the fall of the Roman Empire. They got carried away. Oh, boy, did they get carried away. They like to, uh, well, I think they invented the orgy. Or was that the ancient Greeks? There were too many orgies. Whenever you start pushing orgies, uh, things go downhill. I know. I know. There was a time in my life where I had mixed feelings about orgies. Not that I've... Well, never mind. All right. Maria, hello. Hi, Maria. Hi, Greg. Thanks for taking my call. I just wanted to comment on the Disney woke insanity, because that's what it is, insanity. Yes. I'm a mom of now a 28-year-old daughter, but when she was about four and a half, five years old. Is she pansexual? No, 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 she's no, not that there's anything wrong. No, she's totally straight. Anyway, when she was about five years old, my husband and I took her on her first vacation to Disney World in Florida. Uh And, you know, you can get tickets for like breakfast with this character, lunch with this character. Yeah. Anyway, right. So we got tickets for her to have breakfast with Cinderella and Prince Charming. Now, you're the dad of two little girls, and I'm sure you and your wife are going to be heading down there, you know, when they're of age. And anyway, when we took her there, the look on her face when Cinderella and Prince Charming walked into the room was just priceless. Now, what's going to happen now, Greg? Is it going to be, hey, guys, you could have breakfast with Cinderella and her partner, Snow White? <laughs> or how about lunch with um, Prince Charming and his boyfriend? Yes, yes, yes. Hey, you know what? And, and you know, I, you're so right. And by the way, you know, we're New Yorkers, all right? We've seen it all. And we're... To a certain degree, we're open-minded, but when it comes to our kids, right, there is something to be said for Judeo-Christian values, all right? They're not going to put the gay flag on the Bible, are they, at any point soon? And oh, by the way, there's plenty of—I'm just so sorry. I'm so sorry for this sad moment. But anyway, you're the, you continue. That was, uh, that was very interesting what you were saying. Well, I'm telling you, this is going to backfire because the average American family does not want to go, especially to Disneyland, Disney World, and have this nonsense thrown in their faces. What happened to the happiest place on earth? No, they don't want this. No, they don't, do they? 
It's a really stupid thing for them to do, I think. Uh, it really is. It's There's a short term. The New York Times is going to write an article about the, I don't know, the new diversity, equity, and inclusion transgender non-binary hire that they made who's making all these things happen. By the way, do you know why Disney is going through these somersaults? It's because they're all angry that the CEO of Disney did not speak out sooner against the anti-gay I'm sorry. They got me saying it against the parental rights uh, bill in Florida. Parental rights children, also known as the "Don't Say Gay" bill, unfairly. I got to find a. We got to find a catchier name for for that. That's not pejorative. They're upset with the boss for not being more political. Can you believe that one? I could believe it, but he should stay out of politics. And God bless Governor DeSantis. Yeah, no, he's really he's really great. Maria, thank you so much. Hey, Hudson is on the line. Hudson in the Bronx. Hello. Hey, Greg, what's going on, brother? How are you? Good. Uh, all right, so, like you always say, you hear a buck coming. I, I agree with 99% of everything you say, um, but uh, the past couple of days you've been saying that Denzel has only been speaking out um, the past couple of years. Uh, I ask you, and I ask every single person listening, um, to look up uh, Dillard College commencement speech in 2015 with Denzel Washington. Uh, the reason why Denzel got where he is and the person where he is and what he is is because he's always been that way. Um, Denzel's a good man, and and I wish that people look up to him more than they look up to uh, who they're looking up to now. Um, you know, whatever, Cardi B, uh, Lizzo, uh, I, the fact that Will Smith got away with that is a joke. But, um, yeah, I got to be quick. But uh, No, no, no. Well, Hudson, I look, just so we're clear here, I'm totally in agreement. And I said a couple of years. I mean, maybe he has, but... In fact, when I say a couple of years, my gosh, it's already 2022. I know the speech you're talking about in 2015. And as a matter of fact, that's when I first noticed, and maybe you've been talking about it for a long time, but that he was that he was saying things that others weren't saying. And he was speaking boldly about his faith, and he was speaking boldly about our digital addiction. And I think that guy is just awesome, and I hope... He's talking to um, Will Smith and others. You know, sometimes you can be bashful. I don't think he's bashful. I think he's great. And I, uh, yeah, Hudson, thanks for pointing that out. Uh, what are you doing right now? You got to get back to work. What are you doing? I got to get back to work. Bro. What do you I do? You what do you do? What you doing? Uh, you know what I do, man. Have a good day, brother. All right. Got to keep it out of there. All right. People get skittish about me prying, and I apologize, but I do. I fascinated by what people do for a living. All right, so he's right about that. Uh, oh, I just got a picture of myself at Disney World when I'm seven years old with my mother in a bucket. Uh, you know those buckets that went over the, what do they call it, the trams? It used to be such a fine, fine place. Oh, now that reminds me. Tiffany Haddish getting into it with that reporter. I'm going to just call it, all right? Tiffany Haddish is black. The reporter is white. Tiffany Haddish is being rather aggressive. The reporter, I could tell she was very self-conscious. I think she was traumatized. Why? Because her fiancé, Chris Harrison, the guy who used to host uh, The Bachelor, well, the last time he had an argument with a woman of color, he lost his job and was cyberbullied by half the country for two weeks. So what happened? I don't watch The Bachelor, but they had one of those contestants on who went to a Southern Cotillion-style uh, party, wearing one of those Southern puffy dresses or whatever. Not my thing. You wouldn't find me there. I lived in the South. I was never into the Southern culture, by the way. I mean, I, I like the people, but not the 
not the revivalist of uh, the, the, the 19th century. I, you know, there are people who recreate the Civil War. They go out with the muskets and stuff like that. Not my thing at all. So hot and terrible. We're so lucky to be alive right now, you know, with air conditioning and everything like that. So Chris Harrison gets this argument that Chris Harrison has, and he's defending an 18-year-old girl for a decision she made to wear a dress to a party. This gets him fired. Cut 27. No, 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 no. Stop, 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 stop. Sorry about that. Cut 26. Is it a good look in 2018 or is it not a good look in 2021? It's because not a, a big good difference. look ever because she's celebrating well, the old South. She's cel- if I went to that party, what would I represent I, at that party? I don't, I don't disagree with you. You're, you're 100% right in 2021. That was not the case in 2018. Again, I'm not defending Rachel. I just know that, I don't know, 50 million people did that in 2018 between, you know, it's like there were, that was a type of party that a lot of people went to. Okay, fair enough, right? A lot of people weren't talking about these issues back in 2018 when she went to the party. So uh, he gets nailed for this. Now, the person who's interviewing him happens to be a person of color and happens to disagree with him, happens to be a young woman of color. It's about the most powerful uh, force in America right now, today. And Chris Harrison uh, had to apologize left and right and center. Here he is groveling on Good Morning America, cut 27. I am saddened and shocked at how insensitive I was in that interview with Rachel Lindsay. And I didn't speak from my heart. And that is to say I stand against all forms of racism. And I am deeply sorry. I'm sorry to Rachel Lindsay. And I'm sorry to the black community. (laughs) It's just so over the top and silly. Over the top and silly. And by the way, the mob, the mob that's demanding the apology, well, they never really accept it. And here's Michael Strahan. Now, talk about talk about a low life. I'm sorry. This guy has 75 jobs. Why? Because he's he was good at running and catching a football. What position did he play? He was on the defense, right? He was a he was a good at tackling guys, knocking guys over. And he's got hundreds of millions of dollars. <laughs> this annoys me. And he doesn't cut this guy any slack. Who the hell's heard of Chris Harrison before? He's the guy on The Bachelor. This is his only gig. He likes it. I guess he's pretty good at it. He was doing it for 19 years. He just apologized. I mean, you can't apologize any more than that. He overdid it, in my opinion. What's Strahan's reaction? Huh? Listen to this. This is not a nice guy. Cut 28. His, his apology is his apology, but it felt like it got nothing more than a surface response on any of this. And obviously, he's the man who wants to clearly stay on the show, but only time will tell if there is any meaning behind his words. Hey, thanks a lot, Michael. And I hear that Michael has been using the race card internally in big ways, not to further his fellow man, his fellow uh, African-American people of color throughout the country. No, to further himself, to secure his power. Selfish. So much of what you're seeing here. They're not speaking for the community. They're just trying to secure, protect, and enrich themselves. It's a big component of this discussion, this moment, 
That's never discussed. Hey, what the hell is LGBTQIA? I genuinely don't know. What are you pointing at? Oh, what's he getting? A shot again? Is he sick? He's on TV. Let's listen to this nonsense. Booster shot. He's getting a booster. I'm not sure what I'm doing on stage. I'm just a few of Mr. President, what is the danger of Putin being left in the dark by his military advisors? I'm reluctant to comment. Can you comment on the declassified intelligence that he doesn't trust his military leadership since it is declassified? No. Mr. President, you ask willing to provide security guarantees to Ukraine as part of peace talks? Great. Is, is, is the U.S. willing to provide security guarantees to Ukraine as part of peace talks with Russia? Right. Mr. Huh? President, are you going to extend Title 42? Well, I have a decision on that, too. I President Mr. President Zelensky tell you about that. Between reach and four countries on vaccination will affect your, uh, the, the fight against COVID here. What did President Zelensky say? The difference between the gap. Are there enough funds? There he goes. He's running away. Mr. President. Mr. President. There he goes. He's gone. He got a booster shot and got about seven questions that he did not answer. Did he have to bring in all the everybody for that? Hey, here's something else about him. He thinks he's got a killer smile. When all these tough questions are asked, he just smiles. Big time. You see his big fake teeth, extra white, too white, if you know what I mean. And uh, somebody told him once, you got a beautiful smile. Just smile and you'll get it'll, it'll get you out of any jam you're in. Wrong! I'll be right back. Talk Radio 77 WABC is The Greg Kelly Show. Yeah, I just put a very nice picture of myself up on Twitter at Greg Kelly USA. Twitter is working again, and um, I'm very pleased that uh, my parents took me to Disney World before it went all woke, before it got all crazy, before it got all silly. Uh, there are so much going on in the universe. Gosh, I wondered, they had like a planetarium down there, and it, trying to comprehend the expanse of the universe and the how the, the speed of light and where the hell the Voyager space probe is now. That thing launched in 1977. How many years ago is that? 45, 47 years ago? What is that? Uh, 45 years ago. And it's still moving at like 30,000 miles per hour. It's been moving. Every, it's been <laughs> and it just left the solar system like two seconds ago. That's how big our solar system is. Isn't that wild? It's been moving at 30,000 miles per hour since 1977, and it's just now hitting the edge of our solar system. Stuff like that is fun to think about. Whether um, so-and-so has a penis or a vagina, uh, not as interesting. And I usually can figure that out for myself. I mean, just from general appearance, the way people look, right? I mean, just the way they present themselves. There is a way you present yourself to the world. We call them gender norms. And it's okay to be gender normative. You know what gender normative, that means you were born a boy, you act like a boy, you dress like a boy. Same for a girl. They also call that cisgender. I didn't know what cisgender meant. I thought it was, uh, I don't know. I don't know what, but anyway, it's fine. Hey, Eric Adams, you know, 
I knew he liked to party, but man, three clothing changes in one night. He was hanging out with Cara Delevingne, um, bisexual socialite. Nothing wrong with that, I guess. But uh, and she's drinking champagne out of the bottle, dancing her ass off right next to Eric. Eric, I think, is uh, putting the moves on her, and uh, that's one party. Then he hangs out with Matthew Broderick and who's Matthew Broderick's wife again? Um, Jessica Savage. Just Je- Je- what the hell's her name? Je- Sarah Jessica Parker. They have a party for something. He goes to that, and you got to see the ridiculous suit he's wearing. I mean, he's wearing a tan suit. It's in March, by the way. It's not even in season. It has the most ridiculous cut. It's got shawl lapels, like you would wear for a tuxedo, a special tuxedo, and he's got a double-breasted vest. It's just over-the-top silly. Silly. You know, you can get in trouble for that in the long run. Uh, who's a guy? Who was that dapper mayor we had a long time ago? Jimmy Walker. Jimmy Walker was uh, the best-dressed man in the universe. He was also pretty corrupt. <laughs> and I think they found out about that, although he ran off, didn't he? Didn't he run away? I have a feeling Eric is going to be looking for a, an exit plan pretty soon. You know, he's at a, an, on a very big stage right now. He wants to stay there. Look, you can go and party your ass off. That's fine. But get to work. If you want to play hard, you got to work hard. And he's not working hard. I hear we're on the verge of another plan. And this plan will confront, what do they say here? He's going to confront the homeless issue. He's going to, he's going to confront something he should have confronted uh, day one. Remember all that stuff about day one? Hey, by the way, crime has been up double digits every month, including March. We have preliminary numbers for March, up 47% in March. I told you guys, I told you guys, no integrity, no ability, no law enforcement credentials, nothing. A great big fraud, and they bought it. I'll take one more call before we got to wrap up the hour. Joe is in Brookhaven. Yes, Joe. Hey, how are you, sir? Good afternoon. Good. Listen, the Mayor Adams, he's gone woke here because I went on Mayor Eric Adams' official Twitter account, and nobody's talked about this. It was the other day. You see... He called that bill in Florida to the families of the state-sponsored discrimination. The state-sponsored discrimination. You're welcome in New York City. And then he writes, the extremist culture war targeting our LBGT. Yeah, I know. He's a, he's a, did, is this news to you? Did you think he was going to be something else just because he said that crime is crime? Did, did, you, really, did you really buy that, that he was some sort of uh, responsible person? I was giving him the best. He said he called this the "Don't Say Gay" bill. Why don't he worry about New York City and not? And he called it the latest shameful measure. Why does he worry about New York? Uh, yeah, here's here's what he wants. Like all these fools, he's just he wants to be the next thing. All right, he wants to be the next thing. Do you want to be a senator? He's he's delusional and stupid enough to think he could be president. That kind of thing. He's just in it for the fun. And being popular with fellow Democrats—that's fun. The work, rolling up your sleeves, coming up with new and innovative strategies, earning the respect of the NYPD, that's hard. Who needs it? That's what he thinks. I'll be back in a little bit. News, opinion, and information. Never miss a headline. Like 77 WABC on Facebook. Greg Kelly, the latest breaking news and opinions. Entertaining and informative. 
Hey, um, today's the day. Today is the day again. You know, I lost some weight working with the Skinny Center. I'm very, very happy that that all worked out and that I met those people. But now I'm in a situation where, uh, you know, uh, some of it, I'm sorry, is hanging down like a wet blanket. I need to tighten up. I'm talking about strength. I'm talking about muscle. I'm talking about firming up. I'm talking about getting in shape. It's not weight. It's shape. It's strength. It's brawn. It's taking off my shirt at the beach and, quite frankly, feeling proud, not being one of those guys who has to wear the shirt in the water. Has that ever happened to you? Well, I don't want that to be me anymore. So I have decided to uh, go on a major, major, major uh, body overhaul. Uh, this is uh, primarily involving weights and cardiovascular exercise, and I am uh, on my way. So, uh, and I started today. I was talking to a friend, and, and I, was, I was all about starting on April 1st, the first of the month, and like they were like, come on, give me a break. Who cares? I mean, you know, well, why don't you do it now? You're always talking about doing things now. So I'm doing it now. Got up today, and I ran. All right, you're going to, you, you, some of you will not be impressed, but this is how things start, all right? Now, last week I told you I got up to three miles, 10 minutes per mile, 30 minutes. Good workout. But I got up. I want to go faster. I want to go faster. So today I ran one mile in eight minutes and 10 seconds. Now that's, uh, that's not very far and that's not very fast, but tomorrow I'll run a little bit further. Next day I'll run a little bit further. Every day I can build on that. And that goes to my, uh, one of my heroes, Jordan Peterson. Don't compare yourself to anyone else. Compare yourself to who you were yesterday. And it's fantastic. It's fun. I did the same thing several years ago. I went from running as slowly as I am now. In a couple of months, I was running seven-minute miles. And I ran three miles in 21 minutes. And that's pretty fast. There were times when I was in the Marine Corps I couldn't run that fast. So um, I'm excited. I'm excited. And it starts now, March 30th. And in five months... If I keep on this, and I will, there is, failure is not an option. I want to inspire anybody who's ever tried the same thing. And you know what I might do? If it all works out, I might write a book about it. And what I really am excited about in this book, if I do write it, uh, you know, I'll have the before and after picture, and I'll be this ripped guy, and I'm going to, it's going to be a small book. It's going to be 60 pages, maybe a hundred, something like that. And I'm not going to put in a bunch of phony recipes about how to make orange roughy chicken or something like that. Ever notice these workout books? They're full of full filler. This nonsense stuff that just takes up space. It's going to be on the first page. Do this. Blank, 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 blank. Or i got to fill in the blanks, I guess. Anyway, I feel pretty good about it. Um, and i got to have a couple of good things going. Because uh, if you let it, the world will drive you crazy. And this story, this transgender mania is um, is corrosive. It is corrupt. The good people at the Daily Mail, you read that? It's very, very good. Connecticut school nurse, 77 years old, is suspended over transphobic Facebook post revealing that student, 11 years old, was on puberty blockers. Twelve others were non-binary and that teachers were helping some keep it a secret. Kathleen Catterford, 77, was suspended by Hartford Public Schools after she posted comments containing specific and private details about students. 
Something tells me she didn't name names, actually. The post came to the attention of officials at the Richard J. Kinsella Magnet School after the mother of the 11-year-old mentioned saw the post line. Teachers are spending 37 hours a week influencing our children, not necessarily teaching our children what you think is being taught, she wrote. Oh, I love this woman. I have an 11-year-old female student on puberty blockers and a dozen identifying as non-binary, all but two keeping this a secret from their parents, she added. Hartford Public Schools Superintendent Dr. Leslie Torres Rodriguez issued a statement condemning Catterford's remarks. Catterford remains suspended pending an investigation by the school district into her Facebook comments. I'd like to nominate her for the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Wow. Gutsy. Truth. A Connecticut school nurse has been suspended. All right, I got all that. Investigate the school system curriculum. CT is a very socially liberal, gender-confused state. It continued. She's talking about CT. Connecticut, right? Yeah, Connecticut. I always abbreviate Connecticut C-O-N-N, but that's wrong. It's CT. It continued. As a public school nurse, I have an 11-year. I already read that. They summarize the article for you at the top, and then they write it for you out again. Oh, here's a picture of her. Should I put that online? Why not? You are a hero. Keith. Kathleen Catterford, you can't get this stuff by us. Wow. And it's being it's happening all across society. It's even happening in the military. It's even happening in the United States military. You can join the military and have gender reassignment surgery. Don't we have other things to do in the military? Yeah. Why are we doing this? Maybe because somebody wants us to lose the next war. We already lost Afghanistan. I guess we're kind of used to it. Want to be like Russia when Russia goes to battle and everything's screwed up? That could be us. There's only so many hours in the day. And when you have this mandate to fulfill all of this crap... You know, Mark Milley, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, he's spoken about soldiers getting to know each other, not based on the common laws of being in uniform. No, he wants you to seek out people who don't look like you and mentor them. That's something, huh? There's very little mentorship happening, period, in the military or anywhere else. Everyone's scared of me too, of anything. Oh, blah, 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 blah. Just stay in your lane. Stay safe. Don't talk to anybody. Just, uh, they got everybody scared and frightened and skittish. All right, Kathleen Catterford, remember that. Let's give her some support on Facebook. Maybe she doesn't want it, but I'm sorry, Kathleen. Your contribution cannot be ignored, and I know you're going through a tough time right now. Kathleen Catterford. Hartford Public School nurse says enough is enough. You know what she's doing? She's calling it out child abuse. She's trying to stop child abuse. But the way the system is, it's totally corrupt. It's totally backwards. She is considered the uh, the villain here. Just for the moment. Just for the moment. LGBTQIA. Seriously, does anybody know what the IA stands for? LGBTQIA. They keep pushing that. Here's our Disney. Let me let me the woman at Disney. 
who's revamping everything because Governor DeSantis came up with a rule that supports the rights of parents and children. They're trying to make a once universally beloved franchise um, go woke. And when you go woke, you get demented. Can I hear that lady talk about her uh, her queer children and her pansexual daughter and all that stuff? Please go ahead. I'm here as a mother of, of two queer children, actually, um, uh, one transgender child um, um, and one pansexual child um, and and also as a leader. Um, and that was the thing that really got me because I have heard so much from so many of my colleagues over the course of the last couple of weeks um, in open forums and through emails and phone conversations and um, I feel a responsibility to speak, um, not just for myself, but for them. Okay, and what did you say? What happened next? What are you saying to all these people? Are you learning to create a content that's compelling, that tells the story of of human beings and the triumph of good over evil, hopefully? What are these stories going to be about? Let me hear that. What are the stories going to be about? Hmm? Go ahead. To all of us, we, we had a we had an open forum last week at 20th where, um, again, the home of, of really incredible groundbreaking LGBTQIA stories over the years where um, one of our execs stood up and said, you know, we only have a handful of queer leads in our content. And I went, what? I, that can't be true. And I and I and I realized, oh. It, it actually is true. We have many, many, many LGBTQIA characters in our stories, and 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 yet we don't have enough leads um, and narratives in which gay characters just just get to be characters um, and and not have to be about gay stories. And so um, that's been very eye opening for me. Um, and, and I, I can tell you, um, it's something that I feel perhaps had this moment not happened. Um, I, as a leader and me, as my colleagues would not have focused on and, and going forward, um, I, I certainly will be more so I know that we will shut be, up and shut up now she, that, that, that gibberish is just that she is. She shouldn't be bringing up her children. I actually don't believe her that she's got three queer children and one pansexual. I just don't buy that. I don't. But this moment, she said, the moment, the moment. Now, what does she do? Presumably, she's a heterosexual, wealthy, white woman. They are very vulnerable right now. You heard about the whole Karen craze? What do you think would happen if she went on that Zoom call and said, you know what? I think we're just a little bit too focused on gender. Maybe we should focus on telling really interesting stories that people want to watch. How about developing rides that people want to go on? How about new and interesting uh, experiences at our theme parks? No, it's easier and more fun, I guess, to talk about gender. And since the cat is out of the bag, she's just trying to hold on desperately. Well, she's not, I didn't see, she didn't say she was transgender. She didn't say she was queer, but she pointed to her children as being queer, right? And we need more people uh, who are queer in our movies. Not we need, how about better movies? And it's true. Most movies stink these days. Hey, best picture. Now they're 
complaining that Will Smith ruined it for the cast of CODA? C-O-D-A? What the hell is that? This is, you know, we used to have a word for this stuff, straight-to-video movies. These are straight-to-streaming movies. King Richard, the movie, is on HBO Max. I saw it on my phone. I didn't watch it, but it was on my phone. I actually am finally watching a good show, um, Raised by Wolves. Anybody ever see that? Heard about it? This is my big lament. I'm looking at Kevin. He shakes his head no. These are There's so many damn shows out there, no one has ever seen the same show. Well, anyway, it's about asteroids, um, no, uh, androids, and they go to another planet, and kind of reminds me of Star Wars, but with a twist, and I don't know. It's very enjoyable, very interesting, and I know what it's like to lose myself in a TV show, but don't lose yourself in too many of these shows. It's too easy, and you can let life pass you by. Do you know what I mean about that, Pamela? Pamela's on the phone from Jersey. Hi. Hi. Um, you know what we have to do? It's hard. But, um We have to accept that our old institutions that we used to adore, like Disney, are dead and gone. And when we accept that reality, we must have the willpower not to visit them, not to consume them, not to purchase them, because in the end, it's the pocketbook that counts. And that will turn the tide. Because there's a lot of us out there that are tired of this nonsense, and we must have the willpower. You know, we're not asking us to go out in the battlefield, you know, like the Ukrainians or whatever. We're just asking you not to purchase it and find something else to do. You know, boycotts, generally speaking, don't work. And the other thing is, I think they're like narrow casting or something like that. They think that there's less of a chance of being boycotted if they do this woke stuff. They also think, you know what these executives are afraid of? They're afraid of being made fun of on Twitter. They will, I think they would happily lose money as opposed to getting made fun of or ridiculed or mocked online. I actually, I, I, I know that. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Well, I talked to workers in the supermarkets after that whole Coca-Cola thing when they were, um, you know, saying about white people and everything. And the workers, the stockers and the, the vendors, they said it was hurting their company. So don't believe that. Boycotts do work. They absolutely work. I mean, I know you probably talked to those people and they said that, but uh, I disagree. And there have been studies. Uh, there's a pretty big one out of Wharton Business. And, and by the way, especially in today's culture, everybody moves on. There's so much to be angry about. You go on to the next thing. Hey, I've been boycotted once or twice in my career, believe it or not. And I'm still here. So, you know, it, it just it just it sounds great. It's a rallying cry. And then everybody gets distracted and moves on to the next thing. And oh, by the way, they get to redesign, redesign society. But remember, Pamela, before we go, have you ever been made fun of? On, I, you know, I hope this never happened to you. But have you ever been like mocked or cyber bullied in a big way online? I was the one who was canceled in the school system. Remember me? Uh, oh, yes, of course. Of so you know what I'm talking about. So you're strong, but a lot of people aren't. You can hack it. A lot of people can't. And they'll do anything, anything to avoid that. You know that, right? Well, you know what? They're going to have the the consequences. Their children's heads are going to be changed. Have you ever seen one of those videos where they follow a woman around the supermarket calling her a Karen or they cancel a woman for just not letting a stranger into her building and accuse her of being a racist. Have you ever seen those? 
You know what? As a white woman, I've been confronted with situations like this, and I give it back. And you know what? Pamela, you are you are an outlier. I love it. But this is how they are making progress. And you know what? I'm on your side. I want more people to be like you. There are a lot of people who are afraid. And these corporate people at Disney, they are afraid of the mob. They're doing this out of fear. They'd rather be poor than canceled. They'd rather be poor than canceled, as crazy as that seems. I'll be right back. Thanks, Pamela. WABC. This is The Greg Kelly Show. Uh, it's me back and uh, who? <sighs> All right. Tonight on Newsmax at 7 o'clock. It's kind of fun, by the way, having a TV show and a radio show. Dr. Oz will be joining me along with uh, Secretary Rick Perry, formerly of the Energy Department, formerly Texas governor. Hey, Dr. Oz has been kicking ass, excuse me, in Pennsylvania. Now, the swamp is up against him big time, big time. They got this uh, hedge fund character named McCormick. He's a career politician, and he is um, not a good guy, all right? I'm sure he's nice to his family, I, I guess, but uh, not a good guy. Uh, they're going after Dr. Oz because he's not one of them. He's very much like the Trump um, of 2022 in Pennsylvania, all right? Uh, not of the system. And McCormick is like the Jeb Bush, okay? The whole system, the consultant class, the swamp, they want a guy like that. And I love it. I love the idea of a person wanting to make a contribution after having achieved something in his or her own right. Dr. Oz does not need to be a United States senator. He wants to be a United States senator, and that's actually more compelling to me. He wants to make a difference. Man, this guy could sit on his rear end uh, on the beach, uh, you know, homes probably everywhere. He just got all the money. With all that, he's sitting in some town council meeting in, in, in who knows where, Pennsylvania, talking to the voters. This is not an ego trip. Hey, if he had an ego, he could have stayed on his TV show, millions of people watching every single day. You know, who is the – name the two senators from Pennsylvania right now. Can anyone do that? How about the senator from uh, Michigan? Can anyone do that? These senators aren't necessarily famous. He's going to be very, very junior. So he's not going to be made a majority leader or anything like that. He's going to be the junior man. Now, a senator is a hell of a, it's a big job, a lot of influence. You can get a lot done. And I think Republicans will be in the majority. And it would be great if we had a physician, another physician, somebody with real-world expertise, world-class expertise. This guy can operate on your heart and on your thorax or thoracic or whatever. What's a thorax anyway? Is that the neck? Whatever it is, he can go in there and operate. Can you imagine that? You know, I had him on the show a couple of weeks ago, and I asked him about that. The first time he ever operated on a heart, what was that like? And he said, you never forget it. Just like I never forgot the first time I flew by myself. It was really wild. I remember it was January of 1991, and my instructor, Scott, said, okay, you're ready. I said, I am. <laughs> yep. And he said, park right here. And I did. He gets out of the plane. And I took off, and I, I took off and landed six or seven times around uh, the pattern there at Republic Airport, Farmingdale, Long Island, January 1991. We'll never forget it. Beautiful feeling. And um, But if I crashed, it was just me, uh, potentially some people on the ground. 
He's got a guy in there. You know, Dr. Oz is the doctor is probably not going to die, but the person could and all that responsibility. I have enormous respect for physicians. I really do. And this guy is America's doctor and he cares and he's passionate and he's got a great um uh, great heart and and a wonderful communicator. So keep an eye on that. Keep an eye on that race. Also keep an eye on this. I am sick of big tech. Big tech YouTube kicked off even more conservative content. Bunch of Republicans got together and had a debate, a big debate, about uh, who's going to be the next governor in Pennsylvania. They said it was misinformation and they took it offline. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine if Marconi only gave the radio to people he agreed with politically? We take it from them and we should take YouTube from those geeks. I'll be right back. You can depend on us. Enable the 77 WABC Alexa skill at home. Download the 77 WABC Hey, with this uh, ludicrous and silly and bizarre and sometimes funny, sometimes sad, sometimes perverted, sometimes, uh, well, it's overall just stupid. Conversation about transgender. What's happening? Our border is still unsecure. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's still porous. They're still coming in. The globalists want the cheap labor. The Democrats want the votes. Uh, Joe Biden seems like he wants to destroy this country, or at least those around him. He is being utilized. He is being, I don't know. I wish I knew more about what was happening inside. I hear he's an extreme hothead. I also find out uh, from sources that he gets tired and he only has about an hour and a half of uh, time where he's really with it and can talk and can listen and but that's it an hour and a half a day that's all and he's gosh the yelling look 79 not every 79 year old is the same bloomberg by the way mike bloomberg have you seen him around lately he's 80 and that guy's going to be he's going to live to be 120 joe biden is not good at 79 he's bad he's really bad and what happens when you're that age, um, and you're really bad, you yell, you scream, and he does that in front of us, and he does that privately as well. Um, and let's see here. Oh, I think I have some clips of him saying, "How nor- remember how normal things were going to be once he became president again? He was going to bring us back to our precious norms. Remember all that stuff? Uh, and, 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 and uh, he was going to make everything normal again because Trump, he was the crazy guy. Uh, let's see here. Cut 18. President Trump, of course, has broken so many presidential norms. Here, there's a question of legal norms that he may have broken. What Biden is trying to do is restore you know, some kind of normality to world leadership. He is Donald Trump, and he is going to tear this country apart. When you're talking about norms, this president has broken every norm. And he sort of trashed this post-Watergate norm. Well, Joe Biden has absolutely restored it, and we have no reason to believe that he's not telling the truth there. Oh, yeah, right. We have no reason to believe that a congenital serial liar is not telling the truth. See how in the tank they are for him? You think this is normal? And Joe Biden goes overseas, can't control his mouth, does not know what he is doing, literally has no idea about what he's doing. Cut 19. We will have a different future, a brighter future, rooted in democracy and principle, hope and light, of decency and dignity, of freedom and possibilities. For God's sake, this man cannot remain power. So that was not what he should have said. 
You can't say that when you're trying to bring peace to a very volatile situation. And peace could be at hand. You know, it's looked like the Russians might have, might have been calming down. It just, you don't say that kind of stuff. I know that. Yet he pretends, he pretends that that never happened. Cut 20. Tell me why. You have so much experience. You are the leader of this country. Because it's ridiculous. Nobody believes we're going to take down. I was going to, I was talking about taking down Putin. None of the three occurred. None of the three. None of the three. Mr. President, you you interpret the language that way. I was talking to the troops. A chemical weapon used by Russia would trigger a response in kind. It will trigger a significant response. What does that mean? I'm not going to tell you. Why would I tell you? You got to be silly. He called a reporter silly. He called another reporter ridiculous. We all have his cheat sheet. He came out there with a notepad that's saying, if they ask this, say that. I found another notepad. I wrote it up. I put it on uh, Twitter. It's a bit of a joke, but basically his cheat sheet is deny, deny, deny. Reporters are ridiculous and silly. Smile, Joe. You got a great smile and go get him. Half of that press conference, he was just smiling his ass off like we were just going to. Okay, somebody told him probably his mom when he was like 11. Joey, you got a great smile. Joey, uh... How does he say that again? Uh, keep the faith. No, Joey, spread it. It's a phony story, by the way. Here's something else that's phony. You know he's from Garden City, Long Island. Don't believe that Scranton stuff and, uh, yeah, down on his luck, Joe, and his dad loses his job. The first thing he does is go upstairs to untuck Joey from bed and tell him at seven years old, I lost my job today. It's just, it's a legend. In 1972, guess what? The professional class had very little respect for the working class. Zero, in fact. And they thought they could fool them with these silly bromides, these 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 uh, schmaltzy tales that they created. What does Joe say? It's not. It doesn't matter how you fall down. It's whether you get back up again. I mean, that came in Cracker Jack in 1945. Everybody knows that. All right, I got to put that aside. For a moment, because we have a very special guest. He's not technically my boss. He's more my supervisor, uh, Matt Meany. Matt Meany is. Uh, uh, hi, Matt. How are you? Greg, I'm great. How are you? Uh, Matt, what is your title here? I am program director and supervisor of Greg Kelly. Yeah, it does. Well, let's be clear here. You are. I mean, I don't. <laughs> I feel like you relay messages to me, but you're not technically my boss. Is that fair? Uh, yeah, that's that's fair. I'll, I'll say that's fair. Yeah. Uh, is it? I mean, you kind of said. Uh, I mean, uh, I would. I would say I would be more of like if we're going to go uh, go to sports t- t- uh, analogy here. I'm like the the manager of the baseball team, and John Katsimatidis is the owner. Chad is the general manager, and I'm like Reggie Jackson. And sometimes when the manager Billy Bart- Martin tells me to swing away, I just might bunt. Yeah, that is a that's perfect. You know what? A lot of talent. You know, Reggie was a uh, a, a personality in himself. So that's a good uh, analogy, a comparison. I, I would have to say yes. All right, that now, is how it is. A little bit about you. You're younger than you look. How old are you? I am thirty two. Is that a is that an inappropriate question? Everybody's <laughs> eyes just lit up. I don't know if it's because of my question or because they're, you're so young. No, I think it's that uh, I was taking long a little time there to figure out thirty two. Yeah, no, be thirty three. Like what soon. I should really say or not? Should I? Uh, should I uh, right? I mean, are you self conscious about your age? No, not at all. Yeah, you shouldn't be. I mean, people want to be young. I mean, young is cool. It's uh, although you know what's even cooler. Being cool as you get older. That's why De Niro is so cool because he's still in the game. He's still, uh, you know, he's still trim. He, you know, he still acts and, uh, 
I mean, anybody can be cool when they're 32, and no offense. No, that's, I'm not claiming that I am cool, but, uh, yeah. I know. Oh, come just... on. You're pretty cool. First of all, you wear the baseball cap backwards. Yes. I mean, that's kind of a what, – what is that? Now, you are, by the way, uh, you are the program director. Yes. And you dress like Bart Simpson. <laughs> now, what is happening Well, you used, you used to see the hair I had. I remember I scared you one day. I came in here when I, had the, I didn't have a hat on, but I did cut my hair. I just have been – you know, uh, working on a, a hairstyle. Well, all right. I well, guess. forget about the hair. What about the wardrobe? I mean, you're wearing a hoodie and a backwards cap. Yeah. And jeans you know, and, re- and some sneakers. Yeah. I mean, a- is this what were you like before COVID? Th- this, I, I mean, well, I was running the board. I, you know, newly appointed to this position, and um, yeah, I just, uh, I, you know, it's a radio station environment, and that's uh, kind of how. I mean, look at Kevin. He's got a T-shirt on. I mean, I know everybody's I have- sloppy. Yes, a little bit sloppy. I have managed. No, it's not sloppy. I mean, <laughs> well, it's a little sloppy, actually. It's but you. This is you know radio. When I first got into radio, one of the things was uh, that kind of stuck with me over the years was that radio is kind of like the land of misfit toys, and you're going to come across all different types of people in this industry. And uh, I think it's a, a a good you know kind of analogy of. You know what the industry is like. You know, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that people don't get to see, and those people are, you know, peculiar in their own unique ways. And um, who's who's peculiar? Uh, Jeez, I, I mean, anybody around. There are here. a lot of weirdos here. Yeah. I mean, everybody's a weirdo. I'm not saying this. There are no more or fewer weirdos here than everywhere else. I got to get out of this one quick. Um, <laughs> no, everybody's great. Everybody is great. All right. So wait, um, programming director is a very august title. Yeah, it's uh, definitely. I never knew that that was you, but that's like a that's 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 a big deal. Yeah, I was talking with Bernie McGurk the other day, and he was just saying, "Oh, you know, like a great job on your, you know, with all the ratings and everything." Yada yada. All right, yada. Enough about Bernie. But <laughs> he said, "You know, this like, is my show that now. I am all the right. scapegoat. Uh, you know, if anything does go, the ratings go down, you know, like, that's." But I understand that, so that is a big title. Yes. Uh, all right. So wait a second. Uh, uh, hey, uh, I want to ask you about some of the employees who work for you, okay? okay. Go ahead. And, well, first, who's your boss? Uh, Chad Lopez. Now, he is the GM. Yes, general, or, or the president of uh, Red Apple Media. Yep. Wow, president. So you are one step away from having his job. That's right, like Kamala. Like the vice president, yeah. right? Um, how do you guys get along? Great. We've had a wonderful relationship dating all the way back to before John brought the station, um, you know, He's a no-nonsense guy. He owns up to, you know, mistakes that he makes and love that. He does. I mean, that's the truth. You got it. Like, he just owns it. Jeez. All right. Never mind. Question and answer withdrawn. You were doing so well politically. Like, he owns up to the mistakes he makes. Sure. That's a big thing. Like, you know, you just, like, you don't want things to linger, so just own up to it. I know. know, And nip it in the bud while you can. My boss, um, my boss... Chad Lopez never makes a mistake. I can't think of one mistake. I'm going to take yeah. great decisions that he makes and all those kinds of things. So, all right. So, oh, you dumped that, Kevin. Thank you. What's your personal situation? <laughs> what's your personal situation? Uh, my personal situation. I am single. I'm 32, as we mentioned. Uh, I traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Am a straight male? There you go. I know the the. Uh, the I was the wondering gender, actually. The gender uh, topic is a big topic today, um, and I live in Brooklyn by myself, and uh, you know venture out into the. Uh, 
the world that is Brooklyn these days, you know. Actually, Greg, you know what? This was something that I can't believe I did this the other day. I was walking in Brooklyn, and a woman sneezed. And I refrained from saying, bless you, because I said, I don't want to upset anybody. I know. I really, I was like, you know what? It hasn't gotten there yet, but I think it's around the corner where people are like, you can't say bless you. Yeah. No, well, look, I think that's, quite frankly, a little superstitious. Why the hell do people say that? It's kind of, uh, here. here's something I'll tell you. In the Marine Corps, I got out of the habit of saying bless you, because if you're in combat mm-hmm. and you sneeze, that's bad enough. Like the enemy, like, oh, sh- you know, you, so to make matters work, yeah. you don't compound the matter by saying bless you. So if somebody sneezes, there's a tactical uh, tradition. You don't say bless you. Okay. So I'm not big into the bless you. And also, and here's this, and I actually think there's some merit in this. I don't uh, hope, well, oh, shoot, it's, I sound like such a jerk, but I don't offer my seat to a woman anymore on the subway. Okay, that's fair. Um, because Greg, you wouldn't know if they're a woman, right? There's that, and also, well, number one, this is New York, and usually, if you want to sit and it's a big train car, you know, find yourself a seat. And if I can see there's a seat somewhere else that you haven't found, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go out of my way if you won't go out of your way yes, to find yourself a absolutely. seat. Absolutely. The other thing is, I don't know how to put this, but. Why Why are we getting up to offer a woman a seat? Now, I'm not talking about an elderly woman. I'm talking about a, you know, a 20-something, a 30-something, even a 40-something, sure. right? Yeah. If I offer my seat, why am I offering my seat? Implicit in that exchange is I am stronger, you are weaker. I have more endurance than you do. You are, you know, more vulnerable than I am. And all these assumptions... That I don't think we're, they don't want us making anymore. I offered a seat once to somebody. This wasn't my last time, but it started me thinking. And they said, no. They were just really kind of rude about it. Like, anyway. Like, why are you, pray, why, why do you think I need a seat? There's kind of that. It's kind yeah. of like that. Yeah. And uh, it's, you're, that's interesting, though. That uh, Well, that's what I was going to say. Equal opportunity. You know, e- Trump was an equal opportunity offender uh, to everybody. He went after everybody. It didn't matter, you know, what your creed, your race, whatever it was. Um, and I, you got to go out with that mentality now, too, on the subways, right? Hey, listen, if we're all equal, then why the hell am I going to offer you my seat? It's just as much as my seat that it could be yours. So, I hey, what's that. a queer anyway? I, I mean, at this like a queer. I don't. I don't even know. I, I mean, a queer. I. I don't know. Is it a, a gay person? Is it a lesbian person? I don't know. I. I, I really don't. So I can't help you there. Let's look. Help. Let's look it up on oh, the internet. Oh yes, the internet. Google it. And uh, I don't want to go to any weird websites uh, because they know where I go uh, when you're on the company Wi-Fi. Let's see here. Queer could mean stranger, odd, often offensive, informal. What does it mean in a sexual place? Queer is an umbrella term for people who are not heterosexual or cisgender. Well, that doesn't help things at all. It just makes it more difficult. Yes. All right. Hey, do me a favor. Stand by, uh, Matt, as yeah. we talk to Carl. He wants to say something about the word queer. Hi. Yeah. Hi, Greg. You know, the, years ago, the word queer just meant strange, odd, not normal, especially in the uh, the fighting game years ago. Like the, if there's two fighters fighting and one guy was really getting a beating and he was like draw groggy and, you know, staggering. They used to say, oh, he's on Queer Street. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It was called Queer Street. If he's if he was like groggy and just. You know, hanging in there by a thread and getting pummeled. 
They used to call it being on Queer Street. On the I time, can't you believe know. you and your bigotry would bother me and my radio. Sh- I'm only kidding, Carl. <laughs> I'm only kidding. Where did you live again? Fighters from the like the 40s and the 50s. Uh, oh, I got and you. They were bad people. And uh, they, well, they weren't all bad guys, were they? I guess they were. Street. Yeah. You know, always talked about being on Queer Street or some guy that was getting a beating so bad. He said, boy, that guy was on Queer Street. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. Thanks, pal, very much. Carl, uh, enjoyed it. Let's see. uh, One more. Corey is in Brooklyn. Hi, Corey. Hi, Greg. Well, I heard this old man. He said some very vicious things. And I fell down the stairs. And, and my, my shoes, shoes fell off. off. All right. We got a Jerky Boy fan here. Uh, uh, listen, the Jerky Boys, gosh, that is comedy gold. Uh, Johnny Brennan and Kamal, unfortunately, don't speak anymore. But uh, those guys changed the world for a little while. And uh, we love the Jerky Boys, don't we, Corey? Yep. Yep. I'm with you. But this what do you say? Portion... What do you say, Bill? What do you say, Bob? How you doing? Paint the town. Night on the town. Right, Mike? That's right. All right. All right, Corey. Thank you very much. Nobody knows what we're talking about, actually. goes back to the 1990s. Uh, is, uh, these guys, uh, Jerky Boys, you can find them online. But better yet, go ahead and download them, buy them, throw them a couple of bucks, will you? Actually, they've done very well. Kamal's a successful filmmaker, and Johnny uh, is a voice on The Family Guy and a bunch of other things he's got going. Great, great people. You ever been to Disney World, Matt? Yeah. That's the one in Florida, right? Disneyland is in California, yeah. Why are you talking like this all of a sudden? All right, let me ask you this. Um, You are a – well, hold on a second. I'm I'm running out of questions to ask Matt, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I'm only kidding. Uh, Well, not much. It's time to go anyway, right? All right, all right. It's good talking to you, program director. And I do have to take a break. Thank you. Hey, too many people are uh, beating up Asian people. Have you heard about this? Uh, it's happening. It's real. It's not associated with Donald Trump and uh, the coronavirus. This is a big, big, big deal. Donald Trump was never responsible for this. Uh, we'll talk about responsibility in a moment. But, hey, CNN, from time to time, they uh, actually put down the fake news banner and do some real news. Cut 31. Harassment and hate. It is an alarming trend that Asian Americans are facing in several major cities across this country. It is specifically impacting Asian American women. Many who say they're now living in fear. I was targeted. A woman came towards me saying, you Asian bitch, I'll f- kill you. I'll chop your head off. And she kept saying it as she started approaching me. I was walking in Brooklyn. And suddenly, as I was walking past these two men, one of them punched me. They started screaming at me, made up Asian words. All of these attacks were unprovoked, these women say, just like the others that made headlines in the past year. 357% increase in anti-Asian hate crimes in New York City. And where's Eric Adams? Dun, 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 dun. He's in the club. He is in the club. He's hanging. Who knows if he's... Uh, what rhymes with hanging? Anyway, uh, he was with Cara Delevingne. He was with Matthew Broderick. You think any of these people would have cared to meet Eric Adams if he was a uh, state senator, Eric Adams, borough, Brooklyn president? No, it's just about being the mayor. It's just fun being the mayor. 
Uh, well, I don't want to beat. I, I just, I don't know what to do. I really, it's, and he does not command the respect of the police department. That is very, very clear because he's not a real cop. Didn't do what you had to do to succeed in that job. He scammed every time he turned around and, you know, just as a politician, a politician slash troublemaker. And now he's got the power and he doesn't have a damn clue about what to do with it. Hey, oh, by the way, it looks like Hunter Biden is going to be indicted. And that's why everyone is running around playing catch up on the Hunter Biden laptop story. The New York Times recently said, oh, after study and verification processes, we do believe that the laptop is authentic. Oh, yeah, you're a year and a half too late. CNN is saying the same thing. After a careful review with our cybersecurity team, we believe we will establish. Shut up. You knew it a long time ago. I knew it in 2018 about Hunter and his crazy stuff. And it all goes back to Joe. So these people are trying to play catch up because the swamp, well, the case against Hunter Biden is so strong. It is so egregious. They have no choice. They can't pretend this didn't happen. All right. And too many people know. Walk this one back. Hunter's in big trouble. So watch for that in the coming days. Looks like Hunter's going to be indicted. It also looks like to me that Joe is on borrowed time because this whole thing could come collapsing down. And I know it's kind of, it may sound crazy. Governor, a lot of bad things, but he was no predator. He was not a molester. He was none of those things. And there's no evidence of that. Read that silly report that Letitia James put together. You'll be like, this is an innocent man. He was innocent. Of that, he did some other really stupid things, and he failed the elderly, and he signed that book deal and got $5 million in the middle of COVID while people were losing everything. There are a lot of reasons to hate Governor Cuomo. But he's not a sexual harasser. He's not a predator. But you know who just might be? Joe Biden. I mean, we've all seen it. I saw him Smith smell an eight-year-old girl. I smell saw him feel up an old lady. Smeal, smell. I saw him do these things, and so did you. Hours upon hours of it on the Internet. It's all there. So here's the message. Andrew, if we can get Andrew on nothing, we can get Joe on something. He works for them, not for us. That's a big part of this thing that a lot of folks have missed. Uh, All right. With that, I think it may just be time to go. Are we going to boycott Disney? I don't think that's going to work. Stay tuned. I am going to be talking about Disney tonight. I am going to have Dr. Oz on tonight. Great guy. And he's running against the swamp. It's very, very bad news. What else do I have to do? Hey, do you think I did okay with Matt? Was he all right? He he was fantastic. Do you think Chad is going to be okay with that too? Why wouldn't he be? Well, I don't know because the first thing he mentioned were, you know, hey, I said, do you have a good boss? He says, absolutely. Every time he makes a mistake, he, uh, he owns up to it. I mean, that's like talk about a backhanded compliment. That's not what, if I were the boss and you said that, like why is Greg Kelly really good at what he does? Oh, every time he makes a mistake, he's, uh, he owns up to it. What mistakes? That would be my reaction. That's a human reaction. I hope he's not in trouble. Maybe I should put a good word in for him, huh? Probably. But I don't want to. Oh, everyone's saying, yeah, I should. All right, maybe he did go out on the limb. 
All right. I'm sure it was just a case of the nerves. Thank you, everybody. I shall see you tonight on Newsmax at 7 o'clock. Thank you. Take care.